Hello there, and once again, we're back. And guess what? As you can hear behind me is our new podcast theme. Yay! Finally! So glad, aren't you? A long time. Yes, a long time in coming it is. Oh, yes, definitely. It's been so long, and we finally, we finally have it. Anyway, yes. welcome back, and yeah, you can hear our new theme song. Um, yeah, finally got one. Uh, sadly, the proposed guest speaker will not be joining us today for various reasons, uh, the both of them, though they may be coming on again at some point in the future. Uh, also, on a serious note, it's kind of sudden, but uh, this podcast is being suspended until late April and early May, beca- or early May. Uh, because uh, I'm moving. Philip and I uh, both live in Georgia right now, and now I'm moving to New Hampshire because I have relatives up there. Um, there's other details, but yeah, we're moving farther apart. The podcast will still continue, however. Uh, it'll just take some time for things to get up and running again once I'm there. Anyway, Philip, would you like to kick us off on our Mandalorian review? All right, chapter 19, The Convert. After Din Djarin recovers, he and Bo-Katan depart Mandalore, though Bo-Katan withholds the Mythosaur's existence from him. Upon returning to Kalavara, they're attacked by Imperial TIE interceptor squads, while squads of TIE bombers destroy Bo-Katan's home, and they're forced to retreat. Meanwhile, on Coruscant, Dr. Pershing receives a pardon by the New Republic, but is startled to find Elia Khan among this amnesty program's recipients. Kane agrees to assist Pershing in his efforts to continue his cloning research, which has been outlawed by the Republic. They sneak aboard a decommissioned Imperial-class Star Destroyer to steal the necessary materials, but Kane betrays Pershing to the Republic's law keepers and later secretly sabotages the mind-wiping procedure used on him, significantly worsening its effect. Dejarin and Bo-Katan arrive at the secret Mandalorian Enclave, where Dejarin presents the armor with the sample of the living waters as proof of his redemption. Because she is also bathed in the waters, Bo-Katan is welcomed into the Enclave as well. She takes the vow of the Children of the Watch and stays with Dejarin. Thank you very much, Philip. Um, yeah, yes. so what so, did you like wow. about this? Yeah, what you uh, like? It was interesting. Bo-Katan goes 360. <laughs> and she goes from like total apostate mode to like, oh yeah, I'm totally on board with you guys now. I know. And Dr. It was Pershing cool scene, but, and that yeah. girl and uh, Elia uh, Kane. Elia Kane. I, I thought I was so positive. Yeah, uh-huh. I was so positive that she was dead. I mean, I thought I saw yeah. her get shot in the head by like Cara Dune. Yeah, I I agree. I thought she was dead, but the thing is. I, you could totally see early on in the episode, you could totally see oh. that she was going to betray. I mean, yeah. I, I, that kind of scenarios popped up so many times before in different cases. I just feel like early on, you could just see it being hinted at that she's just going to turn on him. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Um, I thought it was a very good episode, too. It really uh, demonstrated some Andor vibes to me personally, at least, especially with the Pershing parts. Uh, it was just a little bit more... Uh, laid back, not as much action, of course, um, and it reminded me more of Andor. But do you think, comparing the two, which did it better with the long dialogue uh, and everything else? I like this one better because I like the Mandalorian. But as far as long dialogue, I think Andor does a little bit better. I mean, there's that one episode that's all just dialogue. Yes, yeah, definitely. Episode, episode four. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, this episode he, like they did nothing in this. Yeah, they, they did nothing in this entire episode but talk. Yeah, yeah, that sounds just about right uh, of, of Andor. But yeah, no, I liked it this better. I like still some action in my sh- in my video. So mm-hmm. you know, or a TV show. I liked the uh, tie interceptor part. That was good. Yes, that was definitely awesome. And the thing also with uh, the fighting with the tie interceptors. There's a lot of different things we could talk about with that whole fighting scene on the planet. What's what planet was it again? I can't remember it. Uh, let's see. Kalevala. Kalevala. Yeah, that's right. It reminded me a lot of Achto when they got in towards the land. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Just kind of the rocks her. and the green. Uh, and the other planet right. from Andor. Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. I have one yeah. thing to say. Mm-hmm. I looked it up. And, you know, on StarWars.com, they published a new thing talking about John. Uh, you know, the people John who Favreau. write the Mandalorian. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, the other guy. Um, and R5-D4 is the same one. Oh, okay. The first movie. Okay, that's they, they, so. they definitely need to clear up now. It the, is the um, same droid. They need okay, okay, that is interesting, but they do they need to now so, clear up so. the it is, yes. data bank. But yeah, because they do differentiate yes. the two. It is because you can see, because I, I noticed it when they first showed mm-hmm. him. You can see where he is uh motivator blue. Okay. Okay. On the that back is, of him. Okay, that's interesting. I didn't read the article, but I did see it. Um I probably would have mentioned that. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. anyway, yeah, definitely, definitely. This was a great episode. Another thing that I want to mention is that, um, along with the fighting, other than the planet looking like Achto, it felt a lot like it was just really cool seeing how, oh, what's the ship called again? The Mandalorian Starfighter. You just see so many oh, different uh, aspects uh, of no. it. It was the bigger one. The bigger uh, one. Oh, I can't remember what they're called. I well, have several anyway. of them in Lego, but I don't remember yeah. what they're called. But um, uh, yeah, like you saw, like uh, the rear gun area. Yeah, the rear gun. One. I thought mm-hmm. I thought they had two, but she only had one, mm-hmm. and that, like one, you know, like cannon on the back first, and then the Mandalorian goes to like the drop drop part area and gets out of it. Yeah, that way oh. to get to his ship. But also uh, the dexterity of the ship. I mean, we we know that the wings can go basically in like a 360 rotation. But uh-huh, just yeah. seeing it more in live action when she did that last turn over the uh, water, yeah. destroying the last TIE Interceptor. Man, it was really cool. Because we've seen that a lot, you know, in Clone Wars and other uh, animated shows. But yeah, I thought that that was yeah. really awesome. Actually, I don't think they do that in Clone Wars. Okay, well, they do it in I don't animation. think they ever flip the wings like that. You can see how they do it in the Lego set, at least. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I I know I've done it when I was yeah. playing with Legos once. I was making yeah. Obi-Wan like chase Pre-Vizsla, and he does it, and then I made him like almost kill Obi-Wan. How do you have Pre-Vizsla? I just want to know. How did you... Did you get the set with him originally? Yes. Okay, because he, he it was worth for my like birthday. $200. Now. I know. Yeah, so. I know. But uh, yeah, I got him for my birthday one year. That was like the last Lego set back in 2012 of Star Wars I got until like 2019. Okay, interesting. But yeah. That's really cool. So you got him in the original set anyway. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, that's really awesome. So I think my favorite moment, honestly, this episode uh, was probably when Pershing was being worked on after being arrested by the New Republic. And when he lamented, oh, yeah. it's a trap to the Mon Calamari officer. I was like, uh, yeah. oh my goodness, that's uh, so funny. Um, I really liked the part where she, where Bo-Katan was like, oh, I've flown these cliffs a thousand times. Uh, yeah. To, to R5-D4, she's like, don't worry, droid. Bang. Uh, <laughs> it's been a while. 
<laughs> yeah. You know. Okay, uh, oh, another thing. And um, did the baby Yoda say something? That's exactly what I was about to say. Did Grogu say I, this is the way? Right before yeah. they get a talk, right before they get attacked, he says something. Yeah. He like he said something. something and they all like look at him. And then the then the ship gets attacked. But I don't know what he it, it was like something. Yeah. Is it both, like another language or both Dinjarin and then also um uh Bo-Katan. Bo-Katan, they were both saying this is the way one after the other and then it sounded like he was the follow up saying this is the way in his language um that was very interesting but then of course they were attacked and stuff and they left the point there i was like what now he's gonna talk <laughs> i know uh oh did you notice the yeah. march of the resistance playing in talking hmm? uh did they did you hear about how they meant they uh you can hear the march of the resistance playing in the background on coruscant I thought that was it was yeah I noticed the difference yeah uh, did you see he was um inside the imperial uh no the Globe Theater where um Obi uh, Anakin and Chancellor Palpatine are in where um Chancellor Palpatine tells the tale of Darth Plagueis the lies yes with the whole uh bubble show uh-huh, that's going yeah. on yeah. yeah that's the same one uh-huh. yeah it's okay the same yeah one. yeah that makes sense he, that's yeah. where he was uh that's where Pershing was in telling his like story now is that the main uh center for the new republic meeting or did they just meet in the big uh, no they just room. met okay. there no okay. they still had the council room i think probably for just pershing's own uh meeting purposes and demonstrating yeah, just, what he has to say yeah um yeah but then again of course it was interesting learning when pershing was talking on the stage all about yeah. you know his backstory and why he's really into cloning after he lost his mom when there yes. wasn't uh fit um what what was it like a liver uh-huh, that she was yeah. missing uh, and so they couldn't clone one because they didn't heart. have advanced they technology clone, they couldn't clone the heart because yeah yeah it was something they like couldn't that. clone our heart mm-hmm. yeah so uh-huh. that was interesting learning her backstory and then okay another thing i wanted to mention was is it the peak of umat it's something like that. The peak of yeah. May umat that was very cool seeing uh that that's the yeah, last in life. yeah yeah it has been in like all kinds of liter, you know, Star Wars literature. It's shown in Star Wars: The Clone Wars, and now you finally see it, you know, in yeah. live action. Well, there it was, was the was tree also um, that's there on Coruscant, which is it's not. There's it's, several trees around it, but there's, yeah. it's not the tree in the Jedi Temple. Okay, fact, yeah, I know that Jedi Temple, but I was kind of sad about that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, anyway, I yeah. thought it was cool seeing that that's the last remnant of original planet that was there and it suggests was, that they did conquer or not conquer but they civilized and made the entire planet a city so yeah you're saying yeah i just left that one piece but um all right so i thought it was cool to see the coruscant drop ship mm, yes you know for like star wars rebels and you know clone wars it's yeah. like they're still using this like almost 50 years later after the clone wars <laughs> yes my goodness you're right Yep, they are I mean, using things like it's still using the same ship that like the clone troopers would have rode on. I know, right? Because like you can see them being yeah. used in Rebels, and now they're used by the New Republic. I feel like New Republic is, from what we've seen, it seems to be adapting a lot of the same principles, vehicles, and kind of the techniques that were also used by the Empire. I mean, like you have so many people infiltrating. Hey. I mean, you have Pershing coming over. It is a it lot of... It sounds... Yeah, it sounds like they're trying to do the right thing. 
but they're yeah. not going about it the right way. Yeah. That, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, they yeah. don't have enough Jedi. Mm-hmm. They don't have enough Jedi. They only have Luke and well, Ahsoka's not a Jedi. Uh, not a lot more. <laughs> um, I mean, there are some good people, but I was just like, so as like when they all leave her alone with that guy, I was like, you're so naive people. I know it really is naive. Yeah, what like is that's that? why I like, and that, uh, yeah. Huh? Oh, I was... and then that other guy. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, yeah. Oh yeah, she's a new Republic officer now. I was like, no. <laughs> um, anyway. Yeah. So, uh, did I mention the rear gun for the Mandalorian starfighter? I think I did. Huh? The Mandalorian. Oh, yeah, Starfighter. yeah, we did. We talked about that. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, Pershing's then, origin story. Um, yeah. And then how they uh, tested the water, mm. pouring it into that thing. So she must have all. She must have used the water she uses to make her weapons is the same water from the Mandalore. Yeah, because it eventually just died into the same color after. Yeah, that's how she blight, knew. Bright wish. Yeah. That that is a good point. Um, there was another thing. Uh, what was it? Okay, so I feel like it was really interesting seeing those. They weren't crackers. They were like the rations. Oh yeah, ration the bars. The biscuit yeah, ration, ration bars. biscuits. Um, yeah, that was interesting. And then of course they were using a Coruscant train, uh, to escape. Mm-hmm. I thought that that was interesting. They were being followed by the droids. Um, thought it was cool. Yeah. Okay, another thing. Just I feel like we're seeing. Coruscant a lot more these days. And it's a great thing. I like seeing Coruscant. It's a great yeah. thing. Um, I just feel like with uh, the Bad Batch, with this, with what's another show that has it? Oh, Andor. Andor. Um, it's just in a lot nowadays. And I really like that because it was absent for so long. It's not in the new movies. I know. Um, or the newest trilogy sequels. Um yeah. I like it a lot, but and yeah. then yeah. I always like mm-hmm. Coruscant. I always thought it was really weird how the New Republic never made it the capital. Yeah. It just didn't make sense. It's always been the capital, so why wouldn't you have just kept it? But it, I mean, it kind of makes sense the way they wouldn't, but eh. Yeah. Okay, so this is kind of just an idea of mine. I'm not even sure if it's accurate. Uh-huh. He may not, he may, might not have been there, but I was just curious. I'm wondering if maybe, you know, Kaz Ziono from the Rebel show, right? He's kind yeah, of, I think so. Yeah, he, um, the animated show. He's his dad is the representative of the planet Hosnian Prime, which is later. Oh yeah, destroyed. yeah. yeah, yeah I was yeah. wondering if he was there because he's a member of the New Republic. I don't know. So well, we don't see him using but... it as like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I was curious. I it, know. It's an interesting thought, but yeah, he could be there, but they didn't show. Yeah. Him, of course, just an idea. So. Yeah, very similar to Andor. Really mm-hmm. great. What's another thing? We, we've got to be missing something. Um. Well, I'm okay. To think of anything when they went back. Okay. Well, Elia Kane Colvert. I want to. Uh-huh. I want to talk for a minute. Oh yeah, on Elia Kane. Yeah, like I like I said, I thought she was dead because you see her. Yeah. You see her in the episode when they activate the dark troopers. Mm-hmm. You see her in the episode. When they land in a launch tube, she talks to Muff Gideon. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. she in another one with Muff Gideon? Oh, I don't remember. Oh, when they intercept the transmission from the Mandalorian. Mm, yes, that's right. When she's because they show that in the scene 
before the episode begins in the recap, you can see her at the hollow table. So yeah, there's that scene. But yeah, it did seem like she would have died in all the chaos that was going was on. She, was she in that episode? I'm trying to remember if she was in the last episode. She could have oh, like man. not been in that one. She was definitely in the six. I'm trying to remember. I want to say she was. Mm-hmm. I well, want to say she seven. was in that one for part of that episode, but I don't remember if I ever saw her like I thought I saw her like grab a pistol and like come out from like behind like the the area and get shot in the head by Kara Doom. I don't remember. It, it could have been that sort of situation, but yeah. Anyway, she's alive. She been. But yeah. I'm just curious on what kind of role she's gonna play later. You think on. she's working for Thrawn? I mean, I mean she could hints. be working for Thrawn. There's, I mean it would make you know a lot there's of an sense. Imper- there's you know there's an Imperial remnant that has mm-hmm. like a gazillion TIE fighters. I mean, that's even more than Muff Gideon had. Yeah, definitely. That is uh, that is hinting at it because yeah, remember, you know, the Mandalorian's the like, end, this is a lot. There was like the whole just... skies, the whole sky yeah. is full of TIE fighters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I really do think it is <laughs> definitely like, this is more than any like warlord. Yeah, it is definitely a possibility that she would be working for someone like Thrawn because even though she was helping out the New Republic and her actions, that was kind of a brutal she way to do things. She could be a spy. She could be a spy, but that just seems like just the right thing I to mean, do. She could wouldn't be. It could be representing even... what the New Republic is uh, is really yeah. not lacking on, but what it's just not doing right. Um, either she that or she's also... She also could have been a spy on uh, Muff Gideon's uh, mm. thing, like spying on Muff Gideon Ooh, for yeah. Thrawn. Good point. So Pershing, will he live? He lives. He's probably going to live. Oh, he'll live. But He's just he in a lot of pain. Significant memory loss. Yeah, I know. So yeah, is it a yeah. memory loss thing again? I think that's what he said it was. He yeah. said it was like a mind purger, like the Empire used to wipe people's minds. Yeah, but they were like, "Oh no, we fixed it." And he's like, eh. <laughs> "Yeah, I know." They're talking about it so subtly. They're like, "Oh yeah, it's it's fine. It's a mind purger." Yeah, and I'm like, eh. "Nope." Uh, yeah, no. And then I and then she amped it up to ten. I mean, you're yeah, you were like, saying they were so naive. They really were. I know. Leaving her I there, was just like seriously. I know. Uh, um, yeah. Other than that, I can't think of anything else. It was definitely a good episode. Yes. But yeah. Okay, so if there's nothing else we have to talk about today, we have not prepared any trivia, so we just won't have any trivia today, unfortunately. Um, but instead, uh, I thought about asking you this question earlier in the episode, but I never oh, actually got uh-huh. to it. Do you want to explain your little story of what almost stopped the episode last week? <clears throat> oh, yeah. Okay, so I was sitting here in my room and I have a fish tank in my room because I, I like fish and that's my hobby. And all of a sudden I hear, I look over and like the uh, power strip to my fish tank had uh, caught on fire. <laughs> Thankfully I was able to salvage most of the uh, fish tank equipment, but and only one was destroyed and nothing actually seriously caught on fire. Phew. It was just very smoky and uh, hazy. I so, know. It's crazy. That, and I, I got it out like two minutes before uh, you called me to do the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that is so, that is insane, uh, especially since we went for an hour and you didn't even tell me until afterwards. You're just like, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and then you were telling yep. me about how you were like, oh, I may not. I may be coughing a little bit during this recording. 
because of the smoke, but you know, <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, I just thought I might mention that for, it's, it's not a fun fact uh, for trivia, but it is an interesting it's fact. The, it's the hazards of doing podcasts. Yes. The hazard of doing podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Our own little bonus section today. Um, uh, no, but anyway, uh, we should probably move on to the bad batch. Yes, review. the bad batch. All right. So yes, okay. I do. I do have the um, what's it called? The synopsis yeah. for that. So I'll just read that. The episode was titled. I don't remember. Hollow. Pa- yeah, it was. Uh, is I think it's Paul. Yeah, no, Paulo. You're right. Paulo. That's Paolo. the name of the planet. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was. I wrote it Pabu. I think so. It was something Pabu. I'm pretty sure it's yeah. Pabu. Uh, anyway, Pabu. After a fierce gunfight at a bar over a rare artifact, the Bad Batch, along with Fee Genoa, travel to Fee's homeworld, a safe place to hide from the Empire. On the way, however, they meet over Hologram with Sid, who is very displeased with them and threatens them to spill their secrets. When they arrive on Fee's homeworld, named Pabu, yeah, that's right. Uh, they meet a peaceful civilization living in a plantation on a huge rock in the middle of the sea. They are introduced to the town's leader, Shep, and his daughter, Liana. After the batch dines with Shep, experiencing the wide variety of food the island has to offer, Liana and Omega take a skiff out to the ocean. Was it a skiff? Or I think it might yeah, have just a been bo- a boat. I think it was a boat. I think yeah, it was just a boat. boat. Uh, anyway, while the rest of the group chats at the table, they feel a huge tremor. Shep excuses it as nothing, saying it happens all the time. Then a second more powerful tremor erupts, and greatly alarmed, Shep summons everyone on the island to higher ground. Omega um, and Liana are forced to jump ship when they encounter a series of sharp rocks jutting up from the water's surface. As the panic begins, so does the real threat, a great tsunami. Quickly, the huge wave gets closer and closer. Omega and Liana try to run across the sand to escape the wave and are saved in the nick of time when Hunter glides in on the Marauder to rescue them. In the meantime, everyone else in a near stampede makes their way to the uppermost part of the rock, and luckily everyone survives as the large impact, uh, uh, large part of the city below is destroyed. In the wake of the horrific accident, the Batch decide to stay longer, seeking a place to lay low, while also helping the natives rebuild what's lost. Okay, Philip, what did you like about this episode? I liked it. I liked the island. I liked the whole environment. I think it's a good place for the Bad Batch. I don't think they'll st- still stay long. I, no, I have a won't. feeling the Empire will show up and you know destroy it for them. I mean, they're coming for Omega. Oh, definitely. It's they're going to They're going to get Omega. Yeah. It's gonna. They're gonna get Omega. Now the question is whether they'll come back there later, you know, mm. for the end. But yeah. we'll see. I, I'm pretty sure this isn't gonna be the, this season won't be the end of the Bad Batch. But anyway, yeah, and they're and gonna it, catch Omega and take her back to Wayland. Oh, and yeah. her and Crosshair probably will team up to either escape or you know they'll get rescued by the rest of the batch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the thing is, should be involved. I'm about to <clears throat> rant against this episode. I personally, I understand how you can like it, but I really did not like this episode. I just found it really boring. Um, oh yeah, it was very boring. I was just like, oh, man, why did I sit down to watch this? I really did not like. I would honestly say it was the worst of the entire Bad Bat series so far. I really didn't like it. It just was like, uh. it just felt like a a letdown from the last episode, particularly, and then also. 
it felt like a big old filler. And I mean, okay, the tsunami, it was awesome, but uh, I just really <laughs> yeah. didn't like other things. Shep was boring. Um, I would say the only redeemable quality, yeah, was the tsunami. Also, Sid's threats, uh, seeing her threaten them and oh, really yeah. proving herself to be uh, the merciless person we've been talking about earlier on the pod. So, um, yes. Yeah, it was interesting seeing that, but I really, I really didn't like this episode particularly. Well, the interesting thing is, Fee isn't a pirate. She isn't a pirate. Than, yeah, yeah, she's a more of an artifacts collector because she collects artifacts for her museum. That is a good point, Pablo, which was and that then, big tall tower. Yeah, but then in front of that tower was again a huge tree, isolated, <laughs> yeah, the highest point of the true. city. And I just like, oh my goodness, what is it with all these isolated, singular, monumental with a bunch land of, points? With like a tree a or a monkeys. rock or something. <laughs> and all those monkeys lived on it. And all those monkeys, okay. Call, I forget what they called them. It was like Oyes. I, I wrote it down somewhere. I don't know if it's on in Whatever. my notes. Yeah. Those were cool. Okay, those were. They had those weird fish. Mm, yeah. When the wave goes fish. out, you see those weird fish with like really long fins on them. And like oh, really? I did not. Eyes on those. stalks. You see them for a second and they're like flopping around. Maybe I was blinking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I didn't see them, but I, I trust you there. They're, they're there. Yeah. But yeah, again, with so many isolated land points, I mean, okay, we get Umaid, like we were talking about earlier, and then the Jedi Temple Tree, um, then Nimloth <laughs> in Numenor. I know this is kind of mm-hmm. a stretch. Yeah. To the Rings yeah, of Power. That is, yeah, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I liked the town. It looked a lot very Mediterranean. It had like the dome roofs. Yeah, it did look really nice. Yeah. I really liked it, other than I thought it was a really bad idea to just have that one walkway up the side. I know. It obviously made for a giant stampede. The, yeah. Like in reality, like several people should have fallen to their deaths and several people should have been squished. I know. But, there hey, should have been way more casualties. La- at least they had those ladders. I know. I was I was kind of disappointed sense. when Shep didn't fall to his death when he was climbing up, climbing up the ladder because you can see he trips and that would have been like the only oh, yeah. exciting part of the episode. <laughs> would have been the only casualty. Like everybody surviving that kind of a monstrosity is a little bit unheard of. It was. It seemed very lucky. Um, somebody should have died, <laughs> but um, it it was um, it was interesting. Uh, it was okay. And then um, Omega's new friend. Uh, yeah, she just seems to be getting a lot of friends these days. Yeah. <laughs> uh, way too many. No, you can never have way too many friends. Um, yeah. But yeah, she does have a new friend, Liana. Um, how long do you think they'll stay here on the planet again? I don't know. They could. It could end with them going back to the planet. But I have a feeling that whatever happens, I think Sid could either give the coordinates or something to the Empire and betray mm-hmm. them and the Empire shows up. I mean, a Venter class Star Destroyer above the planet. The Bad Batch have to give themselves up to, you know, keep everybody alive. Or mm. the Empire just blast the place to Kingdom Come. Yeah. I think that they'll probably stop her. I mean, she'll probably... She's definitely against them now, so... Yeah, yeah. she's she's not on their side. They'll no. see how ruthless Sid can be. Kind of like how the guy, uh, what's his name, from Faster, uh, mm-hmm. warned them. Yeah, what was that guy's name again? The big DeWooten. Uh, yeah, guy. I can't remember. It was a good name. We call ourselves nerds. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's um, such a letdown. No, there's just so many people. I'm I sorry. really liked him, but I was yeah. his name. Oh, well. Oh, well. Uh, 
Is there any other uh, big storylines we should talk about before we wrap up? No. Okay. Other than, <laughs> You're just like, no. Yeah. We're all I good. I can't think of anything. That's okay. Other than... Um, yeah. Anyway. It was just... It kind of... I liked it because it kind of flushed out the three remaining Bad Batch, you know, just as character-wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they had lots of good talking with Fee and, you know, her brother i think that's their brother yeah yeah that's no no i think it isn't they were like specifically recognizing her uh is like a friend maybe it was an aunt sort of relationship i don't yeah I don't know. the kid called her an aunt okay it would make know. sense it, they look like they would be related but i don't know yeah they definitely look like they'd be related i whatever, thought that they right. were married at first but uh. i did too and then i was like oh wait no they're not married yeah <laughs> um which would have been interesting because she's a pirate and she's probably yeah. never at home. Except for when she brings the relics, of course. But anyway, yeah, yeah it was um, really not my favorite episode. I would probably well, it was interesting it. to note that she never told Sid about it. Yeah, yeah, there is a good point. She, she didn't even let Sid there when she let the Bad Batch so, there and she told him. It was just the Bad Batch, yeah. There were a few interesting qualities, like I guess the tsunami and stuff. So I'd probably give it maybe like a four out of ten i don't know i give definitely it a not five. a five okay yeah five yeah i give it a five it was definitely not as good as the last one and i'm expecting more from the from the next three mm-hmm. definitely but yeah it wasn't terrible i like yeah. it about the same as i like the original two episodes okay yeah that's a good way to put it i would say that the fourth episode was better than it the fourth is a second season. Which one? The, the faster the f- episode was better than it. For, I don't know. I, I, I don't like that one as much. Okay. Well, we can differ on that <laughs> yeah, point. We can differ I, there. I didn't like that one as much. I really did like episode three, though. Okay. Yeah. Episode three. Oh, yeah. All the cross. Oh, both of the crosshair episodes. Only awesome. episodes have been really good. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, then. I guess that'll wrap, we wrap up it up here. We'll see you next time, even though that may not be for a while because, of course, I'm moving, like I already stated. And we probably won't be back until eh, maybe mid-late April. We'll definitely be back by early May at least, probably before then. And let's see. The Mandalorian and both both the Mandalorian and the Bad Batch will most likely be wrapped up, right? Or pretty much wrapped up. Yeah, pretty much either wrapped up and then we'd have visions if we want to cover that. Yeah, we, I, oh yeah, we'll definitely cover visions. I probably am going to rant about how I don't like it uh, <laughs> because I did not like the first season. And then, oh, I don't know. I liked a couple of them. Except for the particular episode about the elder. I did like that one. But uh, we'll definitely review it even if I don't really like it as much. Um, and we'll cover all the latest from The Mandalorian and The Bad Batch. Um, probably the rest of the episodes in both series. So, yeah, we'll see you guys then. Um, May the Force be with you. Bye. Bye.